It's time to set aside the superficial. It's time to go deeper. It's time to engage in truth. Here's John Bornchain. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Engage in Truth. This is John Bornchain. I'm a senior pastor of Calvary Fellowship Fountain Valley Church right here in Colorado Springs, and I'm thrilled that you're tuning in today. We have some very important subjects that we are about to cover. That's right. I want you to stay through the whole broadcast with us, and this is probably going to take a couple weeks to talk about the very serious subject that is before us today. You see, this past weekend, Iran... Israel, Saudi Arabia, and Turkey all made the news in one weekend. There there was a blackout that hit an Iran nuclear site in what appears to be an Israeli sabotage, according to the New York Times. Now, the power failure was described by Iran as nuclear terrorism, as talks were underway in Vienna to restore the 2015 nuclear deal. Now, Israeli officials have made no secret of their unhappiness over Mr. Biden's desire to revive the nuclear agreement that his predecessor announced in 2018. So just hours later, the Yemen Houthi rebels claimed responsibility then for attacking Saudi Arabia's their oil facilities and, and with it, these very sensitive military installations. And so all of these events have now created for us this wonderful opportunity to examine what's happening in the Middle East from a biblical perspective. So to help me do that, as always, as we've been going through these very sensitive subjects, talking about eschatology, we've looked at the mark of the beast, we've looked at the rapture, we've been really talking about some of these serious subjects as of late. So to help me do that, Dr. Steve Ford. Dr. Ford, welcome back to Engage in Truth. Thank you, John. It's always great to be here, and I'm always so excited about our broadcast. But to be able to have one that really focuses on things just in the recent headlines, just out of the recent news and and its yeah. uh, impact and eschatology, I think this is just such a great broadcast, and I know we're all going to benefit from the things that you have to teach us today. I really wanted to to look back a little bit, since we need to set the stage for our discussion on Turkey, Saudi Arabia, and Iran, that we, we might want to recap a little bit some of the things that we covered back in February, some of the key figures of the end times, like the Antichrist and the false prophet. Mm-hmm. So, John, who is the Antichrist? <laughs> Isn't that the question we've That's all right. been asking, right? Uh, you know, not only who is the Antichrist, but what day is all of this going to happen on, right? right. The, the very things that we debate about constantly, and we are not told the date. Uh, you know, we see that in Matthew 24, we'll, we won't know that date uh, or the hour. And even with the Antichrist, what we can do is look at what does the Bible teach us about this this figure. And the reason why I think this is such a critical question in this discussion is we look at the Middle East. We are looking at a figure who is able to supposedly broker peace between Israel and its surrounding neighbors, neighbors that seek its destruction, uh, seek to uh, take from it rather than bless it, right? I mean, there's hostility constantly in that part of the world. And so this is somebody who will play a very key role in brokering a seven-year peace agreement, which he will break halfway through. So let's look at the biblical clues of, of the identity, not the name, right. uh, but rather the the role this particular individual plays that can help set the stage for our discussion as we examine what's happening in the Middle East right now. And I, I know that this is going to take probably a couple weeks, so I'm going to encourage our listener right now that stay with us over these next couple weeks, because we are going to examine what the Bible teaches about countries like Iran, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, 
Jordan, amongst many others, Egypt, take your pick. We're going to look at what the Bible talks about. How do, how do all these countries fit into biblical prophecy? What is going to happen to them, right? I mean, these are some very serious questions. So as we now look at the Antichrist, who have such a key role in supposedly bringing about peace, which we know is the, the illusion of right. peace in the Middle East, let's, let's look now to what Scripture tells us. And there are a number of them. So I'm going to try to summarize just quickly here. This figure, let's make sure we understand this. The pronoun for this individual is he. Okay, this is a man. He will lead at this particular time. He will appear in latter days, according to Daniel 8. He will not be fully revealed until the day of the Lord has begun, according to 2 Thessalonians 2.2. The restrainer is hindering him right now because the spirit of the Antichrist has already been in the world even when 1 John was written. That spirit was already there. But this particular figure will emerge in these latter days and the restrainer is hindering him, according to 2 Thessalonians 2.6-7. He will be preceded by an apostasy. Now, this has been under great debate from Andy Wood, but a we believe that there's a great rebellion against God and his law, according to 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 to 3, and Matthew 24, 10 to 12, that highlight that, that there will be a falling away from sound doctrine. Doesn't mean that people will become less religious. To the contrary, I believe they'll become more religious, but they won't be seeking the doctrine of truth. They won't be looking for the true Jesus. Right. They will be prepared to accept a false Messiah, right? So he rises, interesting, listen to this. He rises from the sea. Okay, now that's a big clue. That's generally symbolic of the nations of the earth in contrast to the land, which often symbolizes Israel. And we get that from Revelation 13.1. He may be from the tribe of Dan. Okay, and that's one of the tribes of Israel. Right. In Genesis 49, 1-17, Daniel 11, Ezekiel 21, Again, I'm going to just give you a lot of verses here. And as you're listening, maybe you're driving down the road, you're thinking, how in the world am I going to remember all those verses? <laughs> Again, this is a broadcast of Calvary Fellowship Fountain Valley Church, and we can provide you all these notes, even give you a book where we've gone through this to great detail. It took us many years to put it all together, and it's called Revelation Unraveling the Mysteries. All you're going to do is reach out to us at calvaryfountain.com. And we will send this to you. So let me just, again, I'm going to summarize as quickly as I can. Don't try to write it all down. Reach out to us. We'll get this to you. But he may be from the tribe of Dan. That's a key statement to make because, as we know, the 10 lost tribes of Israel moved somewhere. There's right. a lot of speculation where they went. I have my own personal opinions. I believe many of them actually moved into what we call modern-day Europe sure. uh, throughout Gog and Magog. I mean, these they went in. Some went down south into Africa. But... For the most part, I think Dan actually went very went north, possibly into Turkey or even above that. Uh, in Genesis 49, Daniel 11, Ezekiel 21. So he overcomes three rulers in his rise to power in Daniel chapter 7, 8, and 24. Now, one of the heads of this beast, okay, because that, that's one of the, the terminologies for this individual. He's the Antichrist. He, he's called the beast. It's his system. It's his his power, his governance, but it's also him as an individual, the Antichrist, who's empowered by the dragon. So the Satan himself empowers him, gives him all this power and authority, uh, which he's done throughout the centuries, throughout many generations, right? right? You see these these leaders rise to power who are who just have unbelievable amount of knowledge and perhaps even new artilleries, new technological advancements militarily. They just seem to come out of nowhere and enable him to be able to uh, put forth his dominance and his desire to control the world, right? There's this heinousness about it. But he 
he, he has these three rulers before him that he overcomes. And one of the heads of this bee seems to have a deadly wound, but it's healed according to Revelation 13 and, well, just Revelation 13 and verses 3, 12, and 14. We'll highlight those. But perhaps this is, seems to indicate to us that there was a dying and ascending up from this bottomless pit that's re- that revealed in Revelation 17. It may correlate with the potential description we have of the Antichrist in Zechariah eleven seventeen, where he seems to survive some kind of a sword or dagger wound to his arm and to one of his eyes, a head wound, but that may also give us the imagery of a kingdom that appears to die and is resurrected. Now, that's a key to understand because I want to make the case here for a neo-Ottoman empire. Okay, now the Ottomans were key in the 1918 Battle of Armageddon, not all that long ago. Right. And there will be another Battle of Armageddon. And the nations that we look at that are assembled against Israel happen to be the very nations that were under the Ottoman Empire. So what appears to die seems to come back to life again. So very a lot of imagery there. We try to delineate then, is this a physical attack on him or is this the nation or empire right. that he embodies, right? There's always that wonderful debate in that. Uh, he rises up through a peace program in Daniel chapter 8. So he, he he seems to go out with like the the white horse rider, right. goes out under the guise of peace, but he's actually going out to deceive and to destroy and to to take a, a possession of. You know, the, the type of crown he's given is like a conqueror's crown. Uh, he's intelligent. He's persuasive, according to Daniel 7 and 8. He's subtle and crafty, according to Ezekiel 28, that he rules over others by their own consent. Yeah according to Revelation 17, 13. And he rules with absolute authority in Daniel eleven thirty six, And he'll even try to change the laws and customs in Daniel seven twenty five. His motivation is power and control, according to Daniel eleven thirty seven to 38, with no desire for women. Hmm. Now, that creates a lot of confusion. People right. say, well, is, is he a homosexual leader? That's not really what's implied there. It seems to be that he craves power so much he doesn't even have time for anything right. else that might distract him from his desire to conquer the world. Uh, he receives this power, as I mentioned before, from Satan. That's highlighted in Ezekiel 28.2 and 9-12, to 12, Revelation 13 and Daniel 8. The dragon empowers him. He makes this seven-year covenant with Israel that he breaks after three and a half years, according to Daniel 9.27. During that time, we've talked about it. The temple is being rebuilt. Uh, we see that with the second temple, the sacrifices have already begun. Three right. and a half years in, he breaks that. He goes in and desecrates the temple, declares himself to be a godlike figure, very similar to what happened from the Assyrian king of the north before, under Antiochus IV, when he right. desecrates the temple. So he, he introduced idolatrous worship in which he elevates himself as a god, lower G, Daniel 9 and 11, 2 Thessalonians 2, and Revelation 13. He's a blasphemer towards the God of heaven and earth, and we'd expect that as he's elevating himself, according to Ezekiel 28, Daniel 7, and Revelation 13. He'll he'll gain control over Israel and the adjacent territory, according to Daniel 11, and make his headquarters in Jerusalem, according to Daniel 11, just like the former Assyrian kings of the north did. In fact, the the place where we believe Jesus Christ was crucified is actually still named after a king of the north, after an Assyrian king, Sultan Suleiman the Magnificent. Hmm. Right? He this is named after him. It was he who blocked up the eastern gate right. after his uh, vision of the Israeli Messiah coming in through yeah. that gate. He blocks it up because yeah. he thinks he's going to die if he See doesn't. That still today, right? That's yeah. still there to this day. Yeah. 
Uh, he will gain control of all these adjacent territories, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but his kingdom will be lost and it will become the kingdom of the saints assured, Daniel chapter 7, verse 27. So uh, let me finish with this. I think right now, as we look to the who is the Antichrist, when you look at a descriptor like that, the world is ripe for such a man to, to seize that kind of power, to answer the international problems. Uh, even prominent world leaders have, have even been giving this idea that if some kind of charismatic leader with a new world order would come forth, they would willingly right. come under such authority. I've got a list yeah, a of various of quotes. quotes. I mean, some you would go, wow, Robert Oppenheimer, we talked about in the field of atomic energy, there must be set up a world power. Even Harvard University, one world government is is in the making. Whether we like it or not, we are moving toward a one-world government. I mean, over and over, I've got quote after quote right. of prominent leaders saying, we are ready for this. So such thinking is part of this diluted influence that will continue to grow as, as a product of this, I believe, the blindness and rebellion of the hearts of men toward God. They'll seek their own solutions that is part of a debased mind of Romans chapter 1. It'll make sense on paper to them right. and actually brings about their own demise. And, and let me end with this. I've, I've cited this section a few times already. 2 Thessalonians 2, 8 to 12, the Apostle Paul, he warned us about this one. He says, And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power signs and lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So, yeah. I mean, that just is a summary and brief about the character of who this Antichrist is. But the Bible gives us a lot more clues. Right. And so I know you're probably chopping at the bit <laughs> on what those might be. But that just gives us a little summary about his character yeah. and who he is. Oh, I think that's great. I, it just seems like he's going to be someone like we've never seen before. I mean, those characteristics all wrapped up into one person like that mm -hmm. coming on the world stage. It'll be pretty spectacular. Yeah. The other thing that really struck me as you were going through the various or quotes from uh, the Old Testament as well as the New Testament is just the importance of knowing the full counsel of God. Amen. That all of these things just you know come together just so seamlessly to present this picture That's from right. from so many uh, different eras within biblical history. It's just yeah. absolutely incredible to me. And all the clues are there. All the clues are there. Right. I mean, we, we can could, we could speculate all day on right. certain aspects of it, but you, you've noticed, and we talked about this before the show, how we have been so ingrained with certain perspectives of end-time prophecy That's right. that when the obvious is right there in front of us, we sometimes just look right yeah. over it because it doesn't fit the narrative <laughs> right. of what we exactly. think we know. Right. Yeah. Right. And so if we just read it with fresh eyes, yeah. with asking, Lord, let the Holy Spirit be my guide. Right. And, and see it for ourselves. And so we've done the hard part for many of our listeners right now, just to summarize some sure. of these things. Uh, we have put together a guide for that. Again, this is a broadcast of Calvary Fellowship Fountain Valley Church. We have these resources to you. And if you're just tuning in right now, we are trying to cover some of these difficult topics of who is the Antichrist, where does he come from, who's the false prophet, and how do all of these Middle Eastern countries fall into the biblical narrative? They're making headlines today. So how does Saudi Arabia and Iran and Yemen and Israel, and how do they all play out in the end of days 
is we're seeing these these uh, newsmakers, right? And, and it may seem very elusive to us to say, well, I, I think they're in the Bible somewhere. Yeah, that's our hope over these next few broadcasts that we can cover some of this to great detail because the Bible talks a lot about them. Believe yeah. it or not, no, I think this is adding a lot of clarity. The other question would be then. That's a great description of the Antichrist. I also believe where he comes from. Yeah. But what about the false prophet? What do we know about him? Well, let me just capture a little bit more about some of the region of where he may come from. Uh, Let me highlight just a brief. I want to make sure that we understand that in Western culture, we tend to get a little pigeonholed. Right. We, We don't really fully understand the magnitude of what we're dealing with. We don't tend to have the global perspective of things because our news is so fixated on what's happening down the street right. and celebrities and, and deliberately, right? right? I mean, we've got news that seems to be creating a narrative that keeps us so enamored with our own problems that we are totally blinded by what's going on around the world right. that are actually in line with biblical prophecy. We need to be very attentive to yeah. and, and being mindful of these things. So reason why I say that is because when we ask what's the fastest major growing religion in the world, the answer is Islam. And with over 1.8 billion followers, that's nearly 25% of the entire population of the earth. So Muslims make up the majority of the population over 50 countries and counting. And according to Pew Research, they estimate that by 2050, the number of Muslims worldwide will grow to 2.76 billion or almost 30% of the world's population, making it the largest religious group in the entire world. The stage is being set. Right. The this this tension is building. The birth pangs are upon us. We are seeing that in civil unrest all across the globe, pandemic issues that we're dealing with inflation that's going to be happening here like we've never seen before. I mean, you can't keep adding trillions of dollars in debt with no recourse for that without without expecting some fallout. There comes a reckoning. That's right. I mean, it's going to, uh, the bill is going to come due here eventually. So all of this is setting the stage. Now, what I believe then is the Antichrist, biblically, is we will look at all of the evidence for you over the next few shows, but the Antichrist could rise from the Assyrian nation of the north. That is a key clue because it's the Assyrians time and time again that would come into Jerusalem. They would be ultimately responsible for scattering the 10 tribes right. of the north. And it like Sennacherib, remember right. when Hezekiah prays yeah. and an angel has to defend Jerusalem from the Assyrian king of the north. Right. Even during the Byzantine era and later under the Ottomans, it would be the same king of the north that Daniel chapter 11 highlights for us a great deal. And there's unfinished business So we can look to history and see how this has played out. We've spent a lot of time examining that history. But Isaiah chapter 10, 5 to 19, and Micah 5, 5 to 6 really highlight for us that this could be the Assyrian nation of the north where the Antichrist rises from. And that's not within the border of Israel. That's outside of the border, but a bridge between Gog and Magog into the true borders of Israel. So the nations that made up the Assyrian Empire were Turkey, Iraq, and Syria predominantly. Even parts of Iran would be included, but that was Persia. Most of us were looking at as Assyria. So I believe it's best to interpret the first beast, that would be the Antichrist, coming from the sea, being a Gentile nation outside of the original borders that were given to Israel. Those borders were highlighted in Genesis 15, Exodus 23, and Numbers 34. And so there are all of these characters that start to come on the stage in the Bible, as we highlight the Antichrist, the beast, 
and the false prophet that will follow afterwards. And of course, the dragon that empowers both. Right. Uh, but this aligns with the uh, the Muslim, the Islam eschatology, which we talked about back in February when we were looking at the mark of the beast. And let me just recap that in brief. So the Antichrist then... I believe that the Bible's Antichrist, I'm going to go on record of this, is the Islam Mahdi. He will have the stage to broker a peace treaty between both those Muslim-oriented Arabs and those who are in Israel of Jewish descent, right? He will be positioned to do both, and that is a key factor here, and from the Assyrian kingdom of the north, that it will be under a different name, the names change, but the spirit remains the same. The Mahdi is called the 12th Imam, and he will kill all who do not convert to Islam. That will be what, according to their, their eschatology, that he is to bring the world under subjection to this false religion. He will establish Islam as the world religion, he is he's the establisher of what they call the final caliphate. He will be the destroyer who crushes all with an army of black flags, and he will establish his rule from the Temple Mount in Jerusalem to bring what he calls the peace and blessings of the world because he's able to bring peace between the West wow. and, and between the, the Jews and all of the, the Muslim nations. It, it, interesting enough here, according to their own eschatology, he will reign for seven years, right. okay, riding on a white horse. You can't make this up. He will find and release the hidden scriptures from the Dead Sea and attempt to sway the Jews and Christians, those who remain after the rapture that we talked about, that he will then point them to the true Isa, that they've been following a false Isa according to their perspective. So that's just the Antichrist. I know for the sake of time, we're probably not going to be able to scratch the surface on the false prophet, but let me just try in one minute here to summarize a little bit about the false prophet if I can. Um, in Revelation 13, 11, it says, Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb, and spoke like a dragon. Now, in our notes for you that we can provide from Calvary Fellowship Fountain Valley, we can explain why he has two horns, why he looks like a lamb. All of it, even his the very image of him is deception, yeah. right? And, and he spoke like the dragon. Talk about a wolf in sheep's clothing, right? The second beast is called the false prophet in Revelation 16, 19, and 20. And he comes up out of the earth. Okay, so he does come out of the land. That's a key factor for us because the land, as I mentioned before, illustrated the true borders of Israel, which is in Genesis 15, Exodus 23, Numbers 34. The true borders of of Israel actually go from the Nile to the Euphrates. That means that you have in the land other countries like Egypt, Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, Jordan, Lebanon, Iraq, and Syria. Those areas then highlight for us that this false prophet emerges from within those borders. That's the way we can interpret that. And he propagates Islam, and he supposedly, according to their this their Muslim eschatology now, they call him Isa al-Masih, Jesus the Messiah. Yeah. So their version of Jesus actually is our version of the false prophet. Because he propagates Islam, he comes from heaven, descends down to Damascus, Syria, to assist the army of the Mahdi, to make his pilgrimage to Mecca to establish Sharia law and to get everybody to follow the Mahdi. And he goes out to crush many crosses that don't convert. Right. I mean, the, you can't make this up. The alignment is there. 
go back and read Matthew chapter 24 as our listener right now. Go back and read that. You will see that Jesus Christ perfectly sets this up. If they say that that's me in the desert, don't believe it. Right, right. Because here their version of Jesus descends down to the desert, to Damascus, which we'll get into as we look to Isaiah, how Damascus will be destroyed. But Jesus rather says, no, the coming of the Son of Man will be in glorious fashion out of the clouds of heaven with great power, and he comes down to the Mount of Olives. So he wants us to know the truth. Don't follow the fake me. (laughs) Follow the real me, right? That's right. That's just, that's scratching the surface. We're going to have to come back to this next week because we haven't even touched on Saudi Arabia, Iran, uh, Yemen, Israel, Egypt. We'll get into that, I think, next week. Yeah, it's going to be really good. So, listener, hang in there with us. Come back next week. It's going to be awesome. That's right. I know. this. The time goes by so fast. I hope you were blessed just in listening to this. Maybe your your interest peaked. This is the great cliffhanger, right? We haven't even gotten into some of the the questions of what's happening in the headlines right now in Saudi Arabia and their issues with Yemen and with Iran and Israel and all these things going on. How does all that play out in biblical prophecy? That's what we want to get to here. Either we can get to it all next week or maybe we'll have to break it into a couple weeks. That might happen. So stay with us here, right here on Engage in Truth. If you enjoyed this broadcast, if you want to learn more about the ministry, please visit us at calvaryfountain.com. This is a ministry of Calvary Fellowship, Fountain Valley Church, and services are at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. on Sunday. We'd love to see you there. God bless you, my friends.